but Castle is people in the off season. People were talking about Thanatos as being like this best. They wanted Cloud Nine to sign to sign Thanatos. Oh yeah, but I remember. You that. go and you you watch the vods. Uh, Castle was the best top laner. It was not Thanatos. There were mul- I I have I made a little highlight reel of Castle, and I think I have one or two clips in there in there of him just straight up solo killing. You know. Welcome to a new episode of Be a Fan. We are back. We are in this week. LCS is coming back, but more exciting than that is tonight we have a special guest, LOL Sharpie. Some of you may know him, but this is a certified Immortals fan and one that I didn't think I would find, but I found him and he's here. I've seen his contents. He is truly pumping up this little known franchise. Now, Immortals has been with LCS for a while, don't get me wrong, but to talk about fans, we, we need more of you. Uh, and, you know, this year, I will give them a little praise and we'll talk a lot about that through tonight's show. But let me welcome you first. Sharpie, how are you doing? You know, it's, it's good to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a little while and just excited to talk about League, talk about Immortals and uh, have a good time here. So Absolutely. I'm excited. We are real, really excited uh, for this show. Um, and Andrea, how are you doing? Still fiddling with the mic. I'm doing mic. great. I'm doing great. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I- I'm doing oh, great. great. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, Immortals has been around for a while, but like you don't think of them having fans anymore <laughs> for situations, reasons. Mm. And we'll talk but about yeah. a little bit about those reasons. But hey, you finally got graphics too on me, so that's awesome to see. Uh, 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 the the old CL, CLG, a team that no longer is around. Is that is that your graphic? That's correct. That's CLG. I'm still mourning. <laughs> I am still crying over them. Oh, it's okay. You still have faith. <laughs> we'll talk through it. We'll talk through it. But of course, like I mentioned, let's get to know our guests a little bit first. So, you know, just as I like to introduce, being a League of Legends esports fan, our origin typically starts with us playing the game and getting into it and then boom this this whole new way of watching this whole new way of cheering this whole new way of having it's a sport in and of itself so sharpie tell us a little bit about your step into the league of legends esports scene boy where to start uh in high school i had a friend i would watch him play he played ap tristana back in 2012 back when that was like actually viable before the tristana rework and I'd sit next to him and watch him play, but I wasn't really interested. I would rather go outside and play uh, football or soccer or whatever with uh, with with the friends or ultimate frisbee. Before that was cool, uh, so I've been <laughs> playing that for a while too. Uh, but then I got to college, and uh, I was my college situation was it was me and a roommate, and then two suite mates, and we shared a bathroom. Right, that was our dorm situation, and my roommate and both suite mates were all like uh, from Korea, and they all were just like hardcore addicted to League of Legends. And they got me on it. And one of them, uh, he's actually back in like 2016, he went all across Reddit because there was a clip of him like 1v1ing Faker and beating him. So he was like a challenger in Korea and he tried out for a bunch of uh, teams. So he got me going pretty early on and got me into a a lot of, um, he was a Jace player. That's why I play Jace now. Um, But 
yeah, so he got me playing and I played for a while. I started getting into, you know, those like amateur gold plat leagues for a while, then got went higher up into diamond leagues and things like that. And then uh, I, I briefly like ran a team for a year in the amateur scene. But the whole time, uh, my first time actually watching pro league, I watched uh, Imp and Mata win world, cha- world championships. I think that was 2015 on Samsung White when they beat RNG. Uh, Royal mm-hmm. Never Give Up, and yep. uh, that was a lot of fun. So I got to watch that. It was exciting to watch uh, Imp roll around in the grass. For those of you who have been around long enough to see him roll in the stadium there in the, the stadium, and now his his emote uh, or his skin has his recall of him rolling in the grass just like that. So I got the skin, and from there mm-hmm. I have been watching. And I first off I started watching uh, Energy, the old iteration. I got the jersey, <laughs> and then I was a Phoenix One fan. And I got the jersey, <laughs> and then I became an Immortals fan, and that's where I'm at today. Wow! I that felt room. like, man, that that piece of uh, news of someone beating Faker one v one—that's awesome. Yeah, and he was a roommate, you, so you live to a legend killer, so to speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh yeah there's there's also from a while ago there's a famous clip uh it was a big clip that popped off for a while um i forget what it was but it was big um what was his name night blue was smurfing and i ended up jungling against him and i absolutely clapped him and i said something in all chat to him and it was like a big meme in his community for like two years to say that to him whenever he lost and i started that and i was really proud of him so that was pretty fun Oh man, that's that's awesome! Wow, you you actually were coming along as the scene as these players were getting more and more well known, and you lived that. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome to learn uh, about you. So your your journey was also one where you got to experience team play as well. As I'm hearing, you yes. were oh, quite a bit. That. Wow! So you watched the evolution of League of Legends esports. That's what I take away. Wow. Yes. I've been around from very close to the beginning. I that... remember when uh, CLG had an EU team. <laughs> That's how far <laughs> back I remember. So... Oh, man. That is far back. Uh, I wonder, if Andrea, if you got any uh, uh, flashbacks or anything, because you, you've also been much following yeah, League I mean, esports longer than I I also remember an EU team that uh, Sharpie's talking about because impact was gbm was the homie i like gbm gbm and impact (laughs) weren't in it i still remember the promo for that year when they are back when they wore their black their black button-ups and he had the bow tie the bow tie yeah oh yeah great time oh yeah (laughs) absolutely great time and then p1 that they went to refryer out you got yeah that was crazy moment in north american history yeah 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 you yeah. want going to refry rails yep and mike young just absolutely gapping mm-hmm. everyone on italy yeah yeah i remember that mike young was actually memories. yeah mike young was actually my first year watching before he joined tsm ah mm, right yeah. that brings back good memories of that of course you got to see all the greats you've got to live through several teams that come and gone you've seen the legends and today now, this is a story I need to hear. How did you land on Immortals of all teams? It was fun to watch. So back when I liked watching Phoenix One, I really liked watching them. Their jungler, Inori, was my favorite player. Mm-hmm. I really like. He got me uh, hooked on playing Rek'Sai. And I've been playing Rek'Sai mid and Rek'Sai top ever since, <laughs> and even though he's a jungler. But um, yeah, I really liked him. But the other team I really liked was Immortals back in... Uh, 2016, when they had Huni, they had Rainover, Pobelter, Adrian, Wild Turtle, and they went like 17 and one. 
and then somehow like lost out on both playoffs and didn't even make it to worlds after having like they lost like two games all of regular season for both years and then got like reverse swept or something in the finals and just fell apart and mm. when it got to uh playoffs but i really liked watching them and then uh um like the i can't remember what it's called when they the when they changed the franchising uh method and uh immortals was la- was gone phoenix one was gone and so i kind of i just kind of w- more i i didn't really root for a team i just kind of hate watched in general i respect it i respect it yeah um and i didn't i didn't really watch too much just because my teams were gone and then immortals came back and i liked watching revenge i liked how he wasn't afraid to pick crazy stuff he was happy to pick uh you know irelia to pick Riven, to pick these champions that weren't meta. And uh, same with, uh, I did briefly kind of watch uh, Optic, so I was a big fan of Dokla as well. And watching mm-hmm. him, him pick oh. Yorick, and now he's on Energy. I've, I have years of chat history and Discord with Dokla. He's a good friend and uh, wow. good guy. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Dokla. But um, yeah, I, ever since then, I've been rooting for, rooting for Dokla and rooting for Immortals. So... There is a piece that I definitely want to talk about because we did mention Dokla in our last, um, was it last episode? Yeah. Uh, Just talking about players who've been, you know, in the LCS, then, uh, you know, funneled out and had to work their way back in. We have another player in this iteration of Immortals and we're going to touch on him in a little bit. And so going off on that, um, just coming back, how excited were you when you saw that Immortals was taking back the spot? I was I was very excited. Um, it, it was it was frustrating because uh, I have some friends who like work in Immortals uh, or worked previously with them, and they've moved on to other things. But um, it was like a lot of people don't understand the backstory for a lot of teams. Is mm-hmm. that you take a team like Immortals, and people get mad at a lot of teams when say, "Hey, uh, we have all this upcoming talent, and no one's signing them." It's either these super teams who pick up all the best players. You know, your Cloud Nines, your TSMs, your Team Liquids and stuff like that. And then you have these um, other teams that try. Sometimes Team Liquid is guilty of this as well, where they just, it's TLCK or whatever. These teams that just import a bunch of players and leave the, uh, like the, the upcoming talent out to dry. And Immortals has been trying to do that for years. Like they were the team who brought in Revenge. They were the team who brought in Kenby. They were the team who brought in a bunch of these upcoming players to give them that shot. And I know from talking with them that behind the scenes, they were like legitimately trying to make it work again and again and again and be that team that said, hey, we found these star players. Like we found Adrian back in 2016 and we're able to you know, bring him to the spotlight until he decided to get toxic and dip. But, oh, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, they, they've been trying to be a team that can bring new talent to the scene. And just year after year, it's never quite worked out. Something's gone wrong. Kenby wasn't ready for it yet. He needed one more year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so now this year, they're pivoting a little bit and saying, hey, what if we try bringing up upcoming talent uh, from other regions and then building around a star player like Tactical? You know, in playing around a jungler who really needs a good shot like Armeo. So, and wow. so far, it's working out better for them, I think. I, it, it looks, it's very exciting and looks like it. And that piece is is very good to hear because you seem to have some insight in the background of what's happening because from us on the on the outskirts we're looking at immortals it's like what are you guys doing well if you're gonna try something great we i i personally really love the kenby signing i thought he needed more time Mm -hmm. revenge was awesome but something just didn't feel right about 
how we as fans looking from the outside in, like, what are Immortals doing? They're not really captivating their fans. Maybe they're trying something, but it doesn't look like it because they yeah. typically on the outskirts either make playoffs or they are at the chance of not making playoffs. And we see so many uh, players funneled out. Um, but it's it's awesome to hear that, you know, it's not for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of effort. There are just other situations. Mm-hmm. Um, let me touch base with Andrea. Any thoughts, anything that came to mind as uh, Sharpie was re- uh, just sharing that, that, you know, all those information about Immortals? No, it's true. Sometimes we don't know what happens behind the scenes, how things turn out. Sometimes mm-hmm. things just don't work so, out the way they intend. Yep. Absolutely. I think like FlyQuest last year is another oh example of that where <laughs> instead of, you know, instead of trying out rookies, you're trying to bring in star players and uh, there's just times where it just doesn't work out. And yeah. Immortals has just been unlucky a couple years in a row. And it's I know from talking with them, they said the large reason why they feel like the the fans were so like negative on them is that they weren't they were trying to push too hard to be results based and not do enough to um put out content to get people like social media type content to get people to actually enjoy watching the players and get to know the players better so they've been you know on a much better content schedule this this year and it's been really fun to watch their content this year so far so absolutely we will touch on some of the things that really stood out to me about the the work that they're putting in and i'm glad they're uh you know putting this effort in now now um before we get any further, out of all the iterations of Immortal, you know, which one was your favorite? It's hard not to like the 2016 version and watching Huni and Rainover. They were so much fun to watch. I remember there was yeah. one game, I think, where they even swapped roles and put Huni in the jungle to play Rengar jungle and swapped Rainover into topside. That, like, they were doing, they, they owned Western League of Legends, and it's sad that they never got to do anything more. They were like, that 2016 uh, Immortals team was like 2019 G2, like mm. how dominant they were. Like they they were legitimately a team that could have beat anyone. And it's just they fell apart in playoffs. Wow. But like there there was like they, it was that team where remember how like that version of G2, they were just doing whatever they wanted and like troll picking and still winning yeah. that uh, Huni and Rainover were doing that. They were absolutely troll picking, you know, like running nonsense like Leona top and roll swapping like in game and being like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to pick this, you know, and Hey, let's roll swap. Let's put like, let's put Huni support and like, see what happens. And they'd still win. You know, that was like, that's how good they were. And it's really hard not to like that team, but I will say this iteration of it. Castle is so much fun to watch. Mm. Castle is a lot of fun to watch. So it's hard not to like him. Mm. So this, if this team continues to progress, I talked with their coach Sharks, and he said this is a summer team. So spring, they're not planning for a lot of results. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people don't notice this, but they've been trying a bunch of different strategies week to week to week because their idea is they want to figure out their not just an identity, but their best identity as a team in spring and then build on that for summer. Uh, and do a push towards worlds. And so there have been a couple weeks where they've looked absolutely dominant. And those are things where, okay, check, we have that in our back pocket. We know this works. Let's try something else now. And I think come summer, they'll be, I mean, we know from scrims results, they're the scrim gods. They're the best team in scrims and they beat everybody. And so I think um, come summer, they'll be a very different team to watch and they'll be contending for a top spot and it'll be very fun to watch. So. Wow, that's exciting to hear. Um, I mm-hmm. Definitely, I remember there are several years where I thought Immortals is working on something in the spring. They'll become better in the summer. 
this is of course with the iteration of revenge but um this one definitely has that same feeling and it, it's a little different it, there is something different about it that i am looking forward to seeing and the spring is not even over yet they can still no. make playoffs the, the whole everything is still wide open um and wow um speaking of which we're definitely going to dive into each player um before I get any further, Andrea, do you have a favorite iteration of uh, Immortals? Oh, uh, no, yeah, I think the same, like, Huni and Rignover together were so much fun to watch. It's like, they just came into the league and that Ooh, team Ooh, they just... lose her? Oh, we might have. I would <laughs> venture. No I venture to say she would love... Oh, there she is. And... Nope. All right. Well, I venture to say she would love the Volulu version... The blaze oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are fun. Those are yes. fun. Um, so help us become a fan, Sharpie. What What would you say to people who are you know looking at the teams? You know they just lost Evil Geniuses. They just lost Golden Guardians, or you know they just came into the scene of the LCS. Why? They just lost TSM. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Shopify didn't exactly capture them all too, but yes, TSM. No. Was... <laughs> all right, take it away. All right. Um... There are very few teams that are being, I think energy is one of them, but there are very few teams that are willing to just at any state of the game, take a fight. And Immortals is one of them. And even when they're behind, the team fights are very close. Uh, they play very strategic, but they also play very aggressive. Ole is picking ridiculous stuff. They're not afraid to pick the Lilia, to pick the Ivern. Uh, Castle's Aatrox is just a pleasure to watch and i think tactical when it's it's happy tactical it's tactical that's focused it's tactical that's not tilted <laughs> and that's always that's like tactic like i remember a couple of years ago double lift was talking about it and he said if a team could bring tactical to a point where he's confident he's good the best mental, ad carry of all time good mental so, tactical versus uh, i think this iter- like this iteration can get tactical there sorry go ahead no it's uh yeah Is i remember like a- him doing the the tier list of ADCs in LCS, <laughs> and he's like tactical with good mental versus tactical without mental, and it's like he's like the second best if he's good mental, he at the bottom if he's bad. So it's like <laughs> good mental yeah. tactical is the goat. Yes. So he's he seemed to be in a very positive kind of mood this year, and uh, from what I've heard talking with him, he really likes uh, the team that he's working with this year. They've they've kind of done an up to gra- up to like the top to bottom like restructuring of the org. Uh, they've brought in a lot more people to help with infrastructure, with running it and making sure things are going in the correct direction. But I'd say the, 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 the best reason you should root for them is that it's two things. One, everybody loves an underdog story. And two, everybody loves an underdog story where you know the players are very good. So <laughs> there'll be a lot of fun to watch. Win or lose, it's always bangers. So mm. it's it's been a lot of fun to be an Immortals fan. That is plenty of reasons. And, and especially I like to circle around two players tactical was one that when ts uh tl sorry tl didn't re-sign him i thought wow that's such a waste he is talented he is good and it, it's you saw flashes of that while he was at immortals but this mm-hmm. organization felt it was important enough to keep him to build around him and uh he's is he the only le- uh holdover from the 2023 uh, yes yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you can see it I love, I love that. I love that whole uh, gra- uh, thought of good mental tactical versus bad mental tactical because you do really see two different sides of it. 
the other per, uh, player I want to highlight, of course, is uh, our male, Greg. Uh, he was the player that we previously talked about, like just like Dokla. He was in the LCS. Then he had to play through Challengers and Academy to work his way up. I was definitely not one of the believers last year when he was signed by Evil Geniuses, but boy, did he prove me wrong. And now that he's on Immortals, there's something about his veterans, his his experience, his leadership that that really fits well with this team. So, what have you been seeing, you know, from you know Armeo, you know, from 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 you know his you know before he was brought back up to the LCS, and now that he's part of Immortals. I think now this is a little controversial, but I think Armeo uh, being signed to this team, this particular roster, was one of the best signings of the entire offseason. And the reason for that is you've got tactical. He's the one you're going to be playing around. Ole is such a great jungler. He's such a great macro and like shot calling jungler. We know this. Support. Uh, I have him tied with um, with uh, who he as like the best two junglers in the league right now. Support, right? For support, rather. Yeah, support. <laughs> He's like those two. And you just if you just watch the, this so the split so far, they're clearly a tier above everybody else in the support role. Uh, like Ole's Bard has single-handedly like won them multiple games. You know, like that's how good he is. Um, and same with that Maokai game, just absolutely like just straight up won that game for them. Um, but the, so, but you take a look at their team. They have they have Mask, who is a very aggressive. He really likes playing the Jace, the LeBlanc, the Ari, the Orion. He likes playing these more. Orion is a bit less so, but he likes playing these very aggressive junglers. Castle, if you just watch him play, he wants to fight. He wants to like go Chip and it. throw it, throw down the gauntlet and say, I can't outskill you, and then go and outskill you. Like you watch that outplay he had on Aatrox a couple days, like a couple weeks ago. That was him straight up skill checking him and saying, no, I'm just better, you know, and he was, you know. <laughs> and so um, what you need around players like that is a a rock to build around. And I think Armeo is a player who's very, he's a very unemotional player, if you will. Like, yeah. and he doesn't, he doesn't feel the need to say, oh, I'm the jungler, so I need to pick a Lee Sin. I need to pick a Nidalee. No, he's happy. He's happy to play a, a Lilia and carry a bit more, but he's just as happy to play an Ivern or a Sejuani or a Vi and like set his team up to carry. And so as, given how experienced he is at playing that supportive role on EG to support Jojo Pyun and how well he did that, I thought this sort of play style is going to translate insanely well to helping players like Castle, Tactical, and Mask carry. And so far in the games that they have won, Armeo has been very quiet, except for that Lilia game. But he's been very quietly good. Like, he's he's that jungler who doesn't need to be flashy. He just wants to win the game. Yep. And he'll make sure it happens. And I think that's a, he's a great fit for this team. Yeah, and and when he pulled out that Ivern, uh, that was beautiful. That that's mm-hmm. like one of their wins was on that on that pick, right? In yes. this uh, split, and you're right. He's not a very demanding or needing to showcase. He he makes everyone around him better. Um, yes, and for that he has a tough position to play in because I I hope you can tell us a little bit about these two players, Castle and Mask. Uh, he is stuck between two Korean speaking native Korean. And so mm-hmm. he's got a job really cut out for him. Uh, what 
can you let our uh, listeners know about Castle and Mask? Because really, they, they seem to be coming out of nowhere, and it's an import that you know LCS teams are shouldn't be taking thing people that aren't like well known names or brand names in LCK. The move has worked. All right. <laughs> So here's here's the the backgrounds on. Uh, I'll start with Mask. Mask played. Uh, he was actually signed to T1 with Gumayushi. So he played with Gumayushi for a while, and then he moved to Hanwha Life, and then he moved to KT Rolster on their academy teams, and then he was signed by Unicorns of Love, and uh, PRL, and he like single handedly carried them to four finals. You know, like he was that good. Their team was like trash. <laughs> they were not a good team, but it was entirely him winning, like bringing him there. He was by far like the best player in in like the ERLs by far. It wasn't close. Um, and so he's just a, just a great signing. Like he was just straight up. And in the finals, he played against Febivin as well, like both of the finals. And he just straight gapped him every every single game. It was never close. You know, and Febivin is that for those who go, go back far enough, Febivin is the legendary Faker yes. Slayer who solo killed Febivin three times in that Zed versus uh, Azir matchup. And he just straight gapped him. It was not close. And I think, so the, the thing about Mask is you watch his history in his games. His first couple weeks are very quiet. It takes him a minute to transition to a new team, to then transition to a new environment, a new meta, a new league, if you will, I guess, because he's going from, from Korea now to ERLs, now to NA. But after a couple weeks, he just starts like absolutely popping off every single year, every single split. After a couple of weeks, he gets locked in and just starts bodying everyone. And same with uh, now Castle is is very interesting. He's very much a um, he spent uh, two years in KT and uh, KT Academy, and then he got uh, benched for Perfect, who's now their starting top laner. Mm-hmm. They were debating between the two, and they wanted to test them both out, and they ended up going with Perfect. And I think uh, Castle was also ready to move on to a different team. And so it, it was less, it, w- it was more of a, um, like Armeo and, and Shiden situation where they wanted to see mm. who is this new jungler that we have. It wasn't that castle wasn't performing because he was, they just wanted to see who, what they had in perfect. And they ended up sticking with it and, you know, props to them, but castle is people in the off season, people were talking about Thanatos as being like this best that they wanted cloud nine to sign, to sign. Thanatos. Oh, yeah, I remember you that. go and you, you watch the VODs. Uh, Castle was the best top laner. It was not Thanatos. There were mul- I, I have I made a little highlight reel of Castle, and I think I have one or two clips in there in there of him just straight up solo killing him in lane. You know, <laughs> like it, like, and I'm talking about in a in a uh, in a Orn versus like Kennen matchup. He's ki- solo killing him as as Orn. Wow. You know, <laughs> so like it's not close. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so he's he's very talented. Um, he has a very aggressive kind of um. How to put this? Very uh, like a summit style gameplay. Mm-hmm. Just he, that's, he, that's... except he doesn't except he doesn't die in side lanes <laughs> in thirty minutes. You know. <laughs> so, but the other thing to know about Castle is he's apparently like a super genius. Mm. Like he was like the very top in his school, and he taught yeah, himself to speak right. English <laughs> using AI. And wow. I know this because when I went and spoke with him at. I was talking to the coach. He said they did his, he did his interview in English and that was the first time he'd ever spoken to anyone in English. Oh. And he did his interview in English and apparently it was flawless. Oh man. And that was his first time ever speaking English to someone. But yeah, I talked to him at the at week one and his English, like we, we could com- have conversation just fine. Same with Mask. He spent a year in, in Germany and in Germany, everybody speaks English. I lived in Germany for two years. Everybody speaks English. <laughs> and so um, both of them, 
I know the coaches were saying they wanted to bring in some Korean imports to bring like some energy and some like gusto to the team, but they also wanted players that wouldn't have that like language barrier. And so Castle speaks very fluent English and Mask is very comfortable speaking English as well. Wow. Um, that really gives that context to one of their first content that they posted out this year where Army was trying to learn Korean. It was... They didn't need to. Yeah, and then Mask and Castle are uh, making fun of him in English, you know? Oh, one more thing to add. I just remembered. Mask and Castle played together for a year on KT. In KT Academy, right? Mm-hmm. Or KT Challenger. Yeah, so they have familiar and KT Challengers, mm-hmm. yeah. So they have a year of playing together. So wow. um, I, I know they wanted to sign Mask. And I, L- LS was really big on him as well. Mm. And when they, t- when they were reaching out to Mask, they said, hey, you should check out Castle. And Castle wasn't on their radar. They interviewed him and they said, hey, let's let's make this happen. And it's just wow. a great fit. It could be a really, really exciting thing happening. His, his career starting in NA and he still has room to grow because he's very fairly young, if I remember correctly. Yes. 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 Um, Wow. This is, I'm learning so much and I'm, it gives me a really excited. Uh, you get to know the player's story and the team's story. Uh, Andrea, do you have anything to add with regards to uh, Immortals uh, players, teams, anything that came to mind as you listen to Sharpie share? Yeah, I mean, uh, what can I say? Armeo is a goat. Um, he raised all the Team Liquid Academy kids by himself, like the general. And like, um, he also has a pentakill on Sejuani. You should look it up. Uh, he had a pentakill improving. Yes, rounds. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goat behavior. Did you see? This is completely random, but did you see that Tian got a pentakill on uh, a Rel in China? No. A couple days ago, he got a rel <laughs> pentakill. Anyways, speaking That's of like right. random junglers getting right. pentakills. They lost that series, yeah. but that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, no, um, but um, Armeo, he definitely like ran that Team Liquid Academy team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for what he did there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he was the general before Umpty uh, yeah, exactly. came in and, and, tr- and, and attempted New- in a fraudulent manner to do what Armeo did. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, and I'm a big fan of tactical, you know. I, like I, I'm a Team Liquid hater. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Good. We we have to I, I, have I'm, that. I'm picking that up. I'm picking that up. Um. Yeah. I, oh, I, I'm still believing be... tactical. Mm-hmm. We are. So many people are still tactical copers. I still am. I'm gonna be. Um, I think he's still incredibly talented, and like he just has to have the right right mentality, and he can show up and. He has been mostly, I think, mostly <laughs> showing up. So it's 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 mm-hmm. nice to see him play. I think well. I think Ole is a great support for him. Yeah, just because Ole has so much experience and now coming out of being in the military as well. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he has that gap. a lot more serious <laughs> approach to it. And yeah, military gap indeed. <laughs> um, so he's. I think he brings a really good, like, cheerful, carefree energy, plus like an ability to be like serious and stay calm and collected and not lose it. And I think uh, he's going to help ground tactical and keep his mentality positive. And from what I've heard, it's working well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's and for Ole, nothing. For yeah. <laughs> yes. The last thing I'll say about Ole, I think Revenge spoke very highly of him in in his appearance mm-hmm. on Hotline, and so. Um, Definitely the uh, excited to have him back. He's really shining as a support. So as if, as if just this knowing, learning about these players and the team doesn't get you more excited, Immortals are really putting a lot of effort into their content this year. And 
bam, so many things come out. I really enjoyed them. Uh, you know, which one stood out to you this year so far? I really, I thought it was fun to watch them do the, uh, like the random <laughs> questions, pulling the random questions out of the hat <laughs> thing. And just like to see, like some of their answers were just so funny. <laughs> like, I, th- I think it was was they're saying, hey, if you could go onto an island, what yes. thing would you bring? And Ole was like, wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> wife. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it was like they're they're just so funny as mm-hmm. like a group, you know, and or the one where they're trying to guess who did what. Mm-hmm. And they're just like over there correcting the team. And like Ole doesn't even remember what he wrote down anymore. <laughs> like it, it was just it was like they're so funny as a group. They're a lot of fun to watch. Yes. So oh man that was definitely one of my favorites and and um you know it's it's really a shame that you know the views they could definitely have more i mean we're under a thousand i'm still looking at them it's still under a thousand and i'm trying to promote them because we get to see the personalities of these players the they're they're they are hilarious honestly it's pretty good people need to know them actually like across the lcs across all the teams they are all putting Mm -hmm. in a lot Mm -hmm. of effort so it's really nice and it's true i'm trying and i i think people should even if you're not a immortals fan just yet take a look get to know the players get a feel for them i think and and definitely kudos to the team for continuing to pump them out and i look forward to them every week i know they're gonna release something um and with that said we are now segueing into lcs is back our first week I'm going to give you the floor to kind of talk us a little bit about these previews. They're going to face Shopify on the first day, and they're going to face NRG. Both games they're going to play at this as, as this to kick off the slate. Uh, what are you expecting from the Shopify game? I'm expecting some absolute nonsense from Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then from there, it's a coin flip whether it's going to work or not. And uh, so there's I, I put the game this way. If it's an even like fight, I think we're a lot better of a team overall and we just win it. But then there's the insanity factor where he just pulls some nonsense out of a hat <laughs> and locks in like, I don't know. He locks in post rework AP Rex I mid and just like gaps everybody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, and just goes like 19 and two and just hard carries the game. And it's just unlucky, dude, you know? At so, that point, unlucky. Um, yeah. So there's like a 25% chance that that happens. I think, <laughs> But outside of that, I think I think Fake God doesn't stand a chance against Castle. Mm. And I think Tactical and Ole are just a step above uh, B-Voy and Zazel. Uh, two steps above, Ooh. I think. Ooh. And um, who's the jungler? Boogie? Boogie. Yeah. Bo- Boogie, yeah. And I, Ar- Armeo, man, come on. So, <laughs> um I, and I think I think Mask as well. If if you can, if Mask gets to go on something uh, comfortable, he he's he's played in ERL, so he's used to seeing these like random teams to say, you know what, whatever, we're gonna play some try to cheese a win. So he's seen it quite a bit, and so I don't think he he will get very caught off guard by something that Insanity could bring out. So I'm I'm not too concerned about the SR game. I think Immortals should win that pretty hard. And it should not be a very difficult game. I'm definitely hoping for an exciting game. He uh, now that I'm pulling up mask uh, stats, he's the only one that's played the J so far, twice. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did look in uh, Castle's uh, solo queue, and he's been playing a lot of Jace as well, Ooh. with very good success. I think he's only lost one game in like three weeks on it. <laughs> I'm excited. It's a new wow. patch. It's a new patch. They're coming. Mm-hmm. 
He's also been playing AP Varus top. Ooh, what? <laughs> he's very exciting. Yeah. And he's got this, he's been playing this hybrid, uh, hybrid smolder top. Uh, he played a couple Irelia games and he played a Katarina game. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Top. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Just, he played a Katarina game. Just knowing the so, craziness he can pull off. I know, I want to see more of that. I know they, they want to win as well, but sometimes these things just make it more, even more exciting. And then they mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, an interesting matchup. In the beginning, when you say coming into this split, I would have been like Immortals against NRG. NRG, easy. But NRG's been struggling. Hard struggling. I'm sorry, Andrea. Uh, But hard struggling. And it doesn't seem like they understand or figured it out just yet. I don't know if this break was really helped them come together. But this has become more of a coin flip for me. Yeah, I think Energy was a team. Like, I think they're very good. Uh, at that last Worlds, I had Dokla as uh, Dokla, in my opinion, was the best player on that team, uh, and I had him as uh, top. In the, I had him as like the fifth best top player in the world. He was just that good. Like name somebody else who belongs in that conversation. Maybe Keen goes in there and he goes to sixth. But outside of that, he was just up there and he could beat anyone. Um, anyways, I I think what's really been struggling is that uh, their their bot lane. Santa Tom Kent just isn't as good as it was. And that the pressure that them bringing that to playoffs and bringing that to worlds was just so good for them that it took, they effectively got like two free bands, you know? And so um, it made things, it made drafts so much easier for them. And now teams have had an entire off season to figure it out. Plus mm-hmm. it's not quite as good anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think they're just taking a bit more time to ramp up. They'll, they'll get there, but um I, I, I think um, as as well, I think a player like Castle, who I so I was talking with, um, I forget the streamer's name, but he played in the very first game that Castle played in Champs Q. And so I was he, he was streaming it and he was top lane against Castle in, in Castle's first Champs Q game when he got to NA at the beginning of the year of the season. And uh, he said Castle is the strangest laner to play against in like a good way. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm playing against, he says, I feel like, I think he said, I feel like I'm playing against an, like an animal who's been like, like been playing chess since it was two years old, you know? <laughs> wow. That's like, it's like a very like brutal, mm. but very calculated, mm. like laning style. Same. That's like, he said it was very difficult, but also like the most fun top lane matchup he's ever had in years. And so I think that play style that he has is very similar to like how confidently aggressive aggressive like the shy can play Mm. or like a summit can play and i think dokla struggles against that sort of top laner a little bit and so i think castle could run away with this one i think palafox could run away with this one as well just because palafox is a player who can be very aggressive and mask tends to struggle against against very aggressive players uh but i also think um fbi and who can get caught off guard by something because like tactical is not afraid to pull out like a twisted fate or <laughs> not afraid to pull like a bard or a maokai support or whatever yeah the twisted fate didn't work, didn't out, work but out but they tried but they tried you know? they were the first and so mm-hmm. yep and so i think they're a bot lane who's very willing to say hey here's something that we we feel confident we can just smash lane with let's just do it and if any bot lane in the LCS right now can just pull out some nonsensical bot lane and win with it, it would be tactical in a lane. So that is I'll give you a chance to talk, Andrea. This is your boys. Maybe you don't claim NRG just yet, but these are still your your boys. Um any response? Yeah, it's a flip. 
<laughs> it's a flip. I don't know what Palafox is doing this split, to be honest. Oh, I love him, by the way. He's my favorite, but yeah. Um, Still they have energy. not been. <laughs> they have not been. Yeah, I don't know. They have. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Their port lane is also going to run it down. Um, it's a bit rough. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe the break change them. Or not. There have always been this team that is like a mess and randomly good sometimes. So, happens. They still hold on to the counter logic energy right there. <sighs> the non rational gaming. <laughs> Correct. Oh, that's. Mm, I don't know if. Uh, uh, Sean. You, you're familiar with Sean Jigglyduff? Yeah, from the LCS. CLG fans are not gonna like that. <laughs> Hardcore CLG fan does not want NRG to we take the non-rational gaming. <laughs> uh, well, thank you okay. so much, Sharpie. This has been awesome. You got me excited not just about the team itself, but uh, specifically Castle. Now I'm gonna be watching out for that matchup, um, and and kind of uh, pay attention. Uh, and and like you, while I expect them to be more of a summer team if they were to jump the teams to get into playoffs for spring who do you see them jumping ahead of i think there's a couple teams that they could jump ahead of i think now i've talked with some of the teams and they said cloud nine is looking a lot better after this break Mm -hmm. but you never know so (laughs) um they just haven't been showing up on stage at all and so I think Cloud9 could just, the pressure could get to them and they just collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I could easily see them surpassing Shopify. I could see them surpassing uh, Dig. Mm. I could see them surpassing, um, this is going to surprise some people, I could see them surpassing Team Liquid. Wow. Because I, I think Team Liquid is has some very glaring holes that have not been shoring up and teams have been getting better around them and they still have these just very glaring problems with the way that they play the game. And as the season progresses and as it gets closer and we get into playoffs, those are going to be exploited very hard. Like we saw it at Worlds. Like once they got to Worlds, they just like, they couldn't, they couldn't beat Gap, you know? And that was a team that didn't beat no, anybody at no, Worlds, they, you know? And they were the worst NA team there. And they only <gasps> didn't get 2 owed by Gam because Pioshik randomly got Kindred, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they gave him Kindred for no reason. Mm. So, but I think that's another team where they could just col- collapse under the pressure, mm. you know? Uh, APA has been a big liability. Core JJ has not looked like himself in a couple years now. And Umti, or Umti, I think, is not living up to the hype that a lot of people were setting yeah, him up for. Included. And the the way that um, Impact plays the game, especially if New- Udir gets nerfed <laughs> more, which I'm tired of seeing him up there. Gosh. there that's, that's the only way that he's been able to do anything is if he gets to pick Udir and just neutralize a lane. Mm. You know, if top lane gets to a position where you have to be a bit more proactive, he's just not going to be able to hold up to players like Dokla, like Castle, like, um, like who else would be up there? Like, uh, like not revenge, Uh. rest in peace, like, um, um, sniper, Sniper. you know, or, or a Bwipo, you know, these players who are a lot more willing to just throw down the gauntlet, Mm. pick an Olaf, pick an Aatrox, pick a Riven, you know, and pick something aggressive. I, I don't think he stands up to that. And, I think, especially if there's an unlucky shift in the meta for them, they could easily drop right out of playoffs. So um, the the, the teams on uh, missing playoffs watch for me right now are Immortals, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, uh, Dignitas, Shopify, and um, Team Liquid. I think Energy and Cloud9 will still squeak in, though. Mm. 
Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. And thank you for so much. They only need to be sixth place, right? Sixth place gets you in the playoffs? Yes. Yes. So mm-hmm. very, very possible. And maybe it's it's their uh, a way to show like their growth and, and a so- solid. I really like the word solid and, and continued evolution of this Immortals team. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited for the LCS to be back. And now you got me all excited me to follow your team. Uh, before we kind of get out of here, why don't you let our audience know where they can get connected with you? What do you have upcoming? You know, uh, what? Where can they find you? Uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, I think it's just LOL Sharpie or maybe it's Sharpie. Whatever. <laughs> it's just Sharpie. Just look up Sharpie, Sharpie. League of Legends videos, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll show up. Um, really active on the LCS Discord, so you can find me on there. You can find me on Twitter at LOL Sharpie. Um, yeah, awesome. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm around. So. Yes, and uh, you will find all of those links in the show notes as well. And thank you so much for being the certified Immortals fan. Keep fighting that good fight. There will be a day <laughs> when Immortals comes back to their uh, get the respect that they deserve. Andrea, anything... Oops, you, oh, Go really ahead. quick. You can also catch me on the uh, on, on on broadcast for every single game. Okay. Because every single time Immortals has played, they put one of my tweets on the bottom. Uh. I have a perfect record for it. <laughs> so you can catch me on, on the broadcast as well. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'll be on the lookout for that. I might have to do a little bit of a bingo game. Andrea, anything else for before we sign off? Oh, no. I'm very excited to watch the LCS again. Like, I'm really excited to see if something changes, what's what's gonna happen with the break and all? Like it's a big giant uh, mystery box right now. Everything, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to find out what's under the. Wonderful, and everyone, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be the greatest teacher of the world. You can be the president of the United States. But all I'm asking for all of you to do is be a fan of the LCS. Goodbye now. Bye.